You're listening to Permission To, the podcast where we dive into the science and soul of owning your worthiness as a perfectly imperfect human being. I'm your host, Sam Jew, psychotherapist, positive psychology coach, mama to a beautiful five-year-old, Emily, and passionate advocate for living an inspired life. My aim is to show you that you have full permission to own your worthiness so that you can embrace your true nature and begin walking boldly toward your dreams. Let's dive in. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Permission 2. Today I am going to be interviewing my beautiful friend and client Lucy Ann Lewis and we are going to be talking all about body acceptance. So Lucy is a fat babe, a rebel, and a body acceptance coach. She's both a qualified counselor and qualified life coach. She is anti-diet and pro-self-love. Her mission is to help women accept their bodies so that they can be more confident and live their joy. After spending far too much of her life trying to change her body and being afraid to take up space in the world and follow her own joy, she thought she might try accepting her body instead, and it changed her life. Lucy no longer spends time worrying about her body or letting it hold her back from life. Instead, she follows her joy every single day because there is nothing wrong with her body and she wants you to know that there is nothing wrong with your body either. Lucy is also a mum to a firecracker five-year-old named Tilly, married to her best friend and they live in the Perth Hills together with their sausage dog Kranksky, rescue cat Buffy and new addition popcorn they axlotty. Uh, so let's dive in I'm so so excited for you all to meet Lucy and hear what she has to say oh welcome Lucy so I've been waiting for this chat for months and I'm so excited that you're here oh thank you so much for having me I'm excited to be here (laughs) so let's just dive straight in I am not a big fan of small talk I just love to get right in there Mm. and and just get to the the juicy parts of what yeah. um, is going to be super super powerful for everyone listening. So we've been working together for a couple of years now, right? You started yeah. one of my shorter programs, and then you've been in Permission Granted, and then Permission Granted with the Inner Circle, which is like mm. the VIP one on one option. Uh, I would love for you to take us back to Lucy a few years ago. Could you share more about where you were at and what led you to sign up to work with me and join Permission Granite? Yeah, um, I guess I was, uh, you know, kind of at the crossroads deciding what I wanted to do with life. Um, you know, my daughter Tilly was um, starting school and I uh, had decided to Um, do my life coaching qualification and I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do um, with my business and and life and you had just launched the Happy Biz Mama project Um, and I remember talking to you on Instagram about whether I should join or not and you you convinced me that I should join (laughs) very nicely I will will add um and it was honestly the best and it was perfect timing because 
COVID kind of hit right as we started and everything shut down and it was so lovely to have beautiful support through that and um, got me addicted to working with you really. (laughs) Well, that's a positive kind of addiction I'd say. Yeah. (laughs) That was such an intense time. I remember feeling like it was the first time I'd launched a group experience And I felt like I went through a bit of a grief process of like, oh, it's not how I hoped it would be because Mm. we've we've just been hit with COVID and we're in lockdown. And um, yeah, it just wasn't how I expected it to be. But it actually, it's interesting how sometimes those challenging experiences can bring people closer together. Because I think everyone really pulled together as a group and supported each other through what was a pretty challenging year, hey? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think really from that, our friendship grew as well. And so it was really a no-brainer to join Permission Granted when you launched. Like I didn't even have to think about it. I knew that it was going to be such a nurturing, supportive growth experience. Yeah, I love when it's like a full, I get that experience with my coach too, who's also, it's beautiful when um, clients and friendships kind of merge, right? Yeah. Um, it's, I think that's what's so special about the coaching relationship. Yeah. Um, it's, it's amazing when you just know it's a full body yes, right? Like you don't even have to think about it. Yeah. Uh, and it just shows there's like that trust in the relationship. And and so what what do you think like, was the main reason that you signed up to permission granted would you say a lot of women it's kind of like wanting more confidence or um, more clarity or that like wanting to work on their worthiness you know it's it's so unique for everybody but what do you think was the main thing that you wanted to work on when you when you joined that experience yeah it was definitely worthiness and just yeah the confidence to be seen Mm. and uh also just to help with my sort of procrastination Mm -hmm. and you know stop (laughs) stopping procrastinating about you know the things that I wanted to do and just to have some really beautiful uh gentle loving support that the support that you give is just so unlike any other support I've ever had in my life like it is so nurturing and um just has allowed me to really grow into the person that I want to be and have the business that I want to have mm. um yeah it's just it's uh, and it you know it's just the support of the other women that you've called in as well like it's such a nurturing experience sorry the, <laughs> my dogs have just gone crazy <laughs> that's all right this podcast very much imperfect if there's a dog in the background you know I've got builders working on the outside of the house, so that's all good okay and yeah I think there's something about my energy that attracts women who are very big-hearted feel deeply and they're, they're, that there's a real beautiful supportive energy in the group isn't there absolutely uh, and I'm not like one of those coaches who um is super like yells at you if you don't do what you say like I'm very much about gentle accountability because I yes. often there's like some deeper stuff going on when we procrastinate and just shouting at someone or just trying to hold them accountable it doesn't really work yeah uh, and I also think that you're very good at like kind of pinpointing like if we like if I say something like are you sure like this isn't going or show sure there's like and yeah. like really like being able to sort of dig that little bit deeper you're very mm. good at doing that and doing it um in a very gentle way as well 
Yeah. Thank you, Lucy. I just, yeah, I think when you find a client and coach, I'm sure other listeners will have experienced this when a client and a coach just fit so well together, Mm. it just feels so magical. And I feel so grateful for that relationship because I know it's not just, it's not just me and how I show up. It's also you and how you show up and you're so open to, um, yeah, to doing the work really. Mm. And that's what we've been doing together, right? For the last two years doing the work yeah and so what do you think that journey's been like for you like when you look back over the last couple of years what's it been like and what's it felt like yeah um it's not always been easy like I know like I resisted (laughs) I resisted a lot of it and you'll you'll know that too um and uh it took me uh sometime a little bit of time I think to uh get to the same like the place that you thought I should be or the place that you I thought I was going and like it's kind of like you could see it and you were just kind of waiting for me to to sort of see it too and get there um but you know throughout it all it's never you know I've never felt uh what's the word I'm looking for I guess uh pushed or pulled it was always very like take my own time, um, arrive where I need to arrive on my own um, while doing this sort of really deep internal work um, and kind of sometimes not even realising that I was doing it, <laughs> like, you know, like just, yeah. um, you know, continuing to show up and sort of trusting the process, I guess, like really trusting um you and the process and that I would get to where I needed to go um by sort of just letting go and letting it happen and uh yeah yeah. I love that and um what do you think has been the biggest mindset shift since you've been since you've been doing this work because I absolutely agree with you like it's it's kind of like that whole metaphor that it's a marathon not a sprint you know, sometimes it takes longer than we think it will, but it's mm. it's kind of about accepting and not pushing through that. Um, but yeah, I'm really curious about your your biggest mindset shift or shifts that you want to share. Yeah, um, I guess one that it, it it gets to be easy, like things can be easy and gentle, and that you know rest is really important and. Uh, I guess also, you know, really listening to what my body needs and what I need and, um, you know, showing up when I need to show up. Like I love your, you know, follow the the plan, not the mood. Yes. But at the same time, you know, it, not pushing myself if I'm sick or if I'm run yeah. down um, and that, you know, that doesn't have any impact on my worth. Like if I can't show up for a week because I'm sick, I'm still worthy. Yeah, I love that. Um, And also like I think this is something that a lot of women in business can relate to that like if a launch is challenging or if something in your business is challenging, that that's not a reflection of your self-worth, right? 100%, 100%. And, you know, um, it's like, you know, we've been talking about lately that – so, you know, going into, um, cause I'm just about to launch again and, and going into that launch that, um, I can show up in a way that feels right to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is okay. And that's, you know, it can, it can be easy and be successful 
and I don't have to kind of like push or pull or, you know, do anything that doesn't feel right to me. Um, and that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, I'm still worthy and I'm still, you know, if I'm showing up and I'm showing up in a way that feels right, then really I can't fail (laughs) and I don't fail. Um, And that has been such a big lesson for me um, over the past two years of working with you. It's like you're declaring I'm going to love myself no matter what happens in my business, in my life. And that creates so much safety within you that you're able to expand and grow. We can't do that if we don't have that self-love. And the other thing I was thinking, Lucy, is that uh, a massive part of your journey has been like really stepping into who you are and like Mm. being that idea of being unapologetically you. Yeah, and yeah. like anyone who follows you, we're going to share all Lucy's details at the end. But Lucy just does the most individual reels. Like everybody loves them because you're just, you've just learned to be fully you. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's going to lead us into like, do you want to share with the, um, with everybody a little bit about your business and, and how it shifted, you know, um, because I think that's a big part of what's come out of Permission Granted, right? That you've mm. learned you've kind of gone from trying to, you know, be a coach that works with everybody and pleases everyone to really stepping into who you are and really owning your niche. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about what you do as a coach and what your area of um, expertise is. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am a body acceptance coach um, and I enjoy working with women to help them to accept their bodies as they are right now every day um, so they can have more confidence and more importantly so they can follow their joy every single day and you're absolutely right like I resisted um, working in this space for so long even though it's clearly where I was meant to be all along Um, and uh, that was it absolutely was a big journey out of permission granted to actually own it. And I I remember the conversation when I told you that and you're like, that's where you should have been all along. It's like you finally got there. <laughs> um, oh God, did I say that? I hate using the word should with clients because, you know, we've got we've all got our own journey. And yeah, sometimes I don't different. know if that, that was the exact word, yeah. but it, it was some something along those lines. Um, yeah, sometimes you can see where people could go yeah. and it's super hard. Like you got to let them get there themselves. You can't just tell them what to do. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I love that. So I would love to know a little bit about like your journey with body acceptance and what made you decide to, um, to work in that area. Yeah. So I guess, um, you know, I spent so much of my life uh, trying to change my body and try to change the way I looked I tried every diet um and then when they inevitably fail because all diets do that they're set up that way um you know it would start that shame spiral like it was my fault that it didn't work and there was something wrong with me and you know there was something wrong with my body and I would never be lovable or desirable or be worthy of the life that I wanted um because I was fat basically and um you know I had no confidence and no self-esteem and uh it got 
too heavy <laughs> um, and too much. And I was like, there has to be another way. Like mm-hmm. I cannot and do not want to keep living life this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd stop myself from doing things. I pretty much closed in on myself. I didn't go out anywhere. didn't see anyone. Um, it wasn't a life. <laughs> and so um, about this same time, I was just surfing the internet and it was Tumblr back in those days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came across other fat women putting pictures of themselves on the internet and not hating themselves. They were like, this is me wearing this outfit, look. (laughs) And it was like a dirty little secret. Like I quickly closed it down. I was like, I can't look at that. Like that's not something I should be looking at. Like I can't do that. But it had kind of like planted the seed. It's like, well, why can't I do that? Like why do I think that I can't do that too or be happy with my body the way that it is? And I looked into a bit further and I found this whole movement like this, you know, um, body positivity, fat acceptance, um, body acceptance movement. Um, And it was very new. Mm. And I, I literally woke up one day and decided that I was going to try mm-hmm. to accept my body and just see what happened because I had nothing to lose by trying. I'd tried everything else and nothing else had worked. So I was going to try this and it literally changed my life. It changed my life. I started uh, dressing in clothes that made me really happy. I mostly dress for my inner child now. (laughs) Like I wear very bright (laughs) colors and patterns and things that make my inner child very happy yeah and I don't try to change my body at all and I'm so happy and so joyful and I found all those things that I was looking for you know love and acceptance and friendships and a really happy life and everything I do is what makes me joyful I follow my joy and if it doesn't make me happy and light me up and joyful then I don't want to do it anymore oh god thank you for sharing that with us Lucy like it's such a powerful story and in some ways it sounds like body acceptance almost saved your life you know like that if you continue to fight against your body so much you you know you just you were just withdrawing and um probably really vulnerable to depression and oh absolutely yeah Yeah. so like really um and I can just hear it makes me think about how it still all comes down to self-worth right like yeah because you were tying your appearance to your self-worth 100 percent. you went and went no I'm going to accept myself and I love the way you dress like everybody you have to go and follow Lucy if you don't already follow her but she just has this way of, you have this way of dressing that like always lights me up uh and it, yeah you yeah you can you can see the joy mm. through the way that you dress and you show Thank up you. and that's so inspiring because there's so many women who have these messages um about oh no well you should wear this color like you should only wear black and you should wear these kind of clothes so that you can hide your you know your body shape and it's like it's such bullshit you know it's like you get to wear whatever you want to wear whatever size you are and 
Um, yeah, so I think the way it's really, it's kind of like, it's not just the words you say that I think inspire me and inspire your community. It's, it's how you show up in the world and it's what you wear. I think that, you know, it gives other women permission to do the same. So it's very powerful. So I love your story. Why do you think in general it's important for all women to accept their bodies? Yeah. Um, You know, the diet industry and diet culture is a multi-billion dollar industry and they profit off your insecurity, right? They're making profit off... Uh, perpetuating this idea of the perfect body which Mm -hmm. doesn't exist doesn't exist you know that perfect body that's portrayed in the media uh, only a very 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 small percentage of people actually have that body naturally and it is actually impossible for the average person (laughs) to achieve that Mm -hmm. right it's just not possible Um, but we're told that it is right and we're told that Um, all we need to do is follow this diet or this lifestyle change or whatever they're marketing and we will get that body, right? Mm -hmm. And when it doesn't happen because 97% of diets fail, um, then we're told that it's our fault that Mm -hmm. it failed, right? And so it's thrown back onto us. So that starts that shame spiral again. Mm -hmm. And they go, well, hang on, you've got, we've offered you this lifetime membership because we know you're going to need a lifetime membership because our diet doesn't work. And so what they're offering is that community and that, um, you know, you don't worry, all, all the people that, all these people have failed too. So you're not alone mm. and get you to try again, right? So they're, they're just preying on your insecurities and they're making money off it. And meanwhile, you're stuck in this shame spiral where, you know, you think there's something wrong with you and you think there's something wrong with your body and you think that you don't deserve to have the life that you want to have and wear the clothes that you want to wear and that you won't uh, ever be, you know, ever find love or have kids or be desirable, whatever it is you want out of life. And um, it's complete and utter bullshit. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's it's a, um, you know, it's the patriarchy really um, and the, those those beauty standards that just have that that you know that myth of the perfect body and anyone that doesn't fit inside of that is wrong and it's just not true every everyone has a body and everybody is a good body and you know bodies come in all different shapes and sizes and colors and textures and there is nothing wrong with any of them mm. and so uh accepting your body as it is, um, is like a rebellion, right? <laughs> it's like a form of resistance. And, um, and you're, you know, if you're stopping yourself from going after what you want because of your body, then you're doing yourself a disservice, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I think, you know, everyone is worthy of whatever they want in life. Mm-hmm. And you know what I think, Lucy, like my dream is that when our girls, Tilly and Emily, both our daughters, um, uh, you know, are pretty similar in age, that when they're adult women, that that is just normal, you know, that it's not a rebellion anymore, that it's just like, yep, anybody is a good body and that's normal, you know, that we don't even need to be having these conversations anymore. That's my hope for it because 
I think that's the other thing I love about your work that you're, you know, when you do this work, you're literally handing it down to the next generation of women too. Yeah. So 100%. Yeah. yeah. I don't want Tilly to um, go through any of the body trauma mm. that I went through yeah. to, you know, have to, you know, worry that she's, um, you know, not attractive or desirable or that there's something wrong with her or, you know, starve herself because, you know, and, you know, even now, like we lie in bed and talk about what we like about our bodies and size has nothing to do with it. Size and weight has nothing to do with it, Mm. you know, and you are so much more than your body and so much more than your appearance, right? It's the least interesting thing about you. Yes, I love I love that point of view. And it's so it's something I'm I'm trying to work on. Like it's so easy as a habit to kind of the first thing you might comment on when you see a little girl is, you know, their appearance or I really mm-hmm. like that dress or, you know, something like that. And, you know, it seems like a really lovely thing to compliment someone, but it it almost is kind of giving them that message, especially for little girls, that mm-hmm. that's the most important or that's the most interesting thing about you. Yeah. So I try really hard to like more comment on, um, you know, Emily's personality or, you know, yeah. how she's talking or playing or interacting rather than what she's wearing or. Absolutely. Like. Yeah. It's about- definitely been ingrained in me to you know, to go to appearance first. And it's something I've had to kind of almost un- unteach myself. Yeah. And it's really hard, right? Because it's it's true. Everywhere we look, it's like appearance, appearance, appearance. Yeah. And, you know, focusing less on how your body looks and more about what it can do. So, yeah, yeah I said to Tilly, like, wow, you're such a fast runner. Oh, yeah. wow, you lifted that all on your own. You're really strong. And, you know, just think like what her body can do as yeah. opposed to how it looks. Yeah, it's so, yeah, it's so important, isn't yeah. it? Um, and so where for those who are maybe um, finding accepting their body is challenging, which let's face it, like I have definitely gone through my own challenges with that, especially after my daughter was born. Mm. Um, where does one start when it comes to giving yourself permission to accept your body? Do you have any like tips and tools that you could share that would support us with this? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing is that you have to decide. You have to decide that that's what you're going to do. And every day you wake up and make the choice that you are going to accept your body. And I'm not, uh, body acceptance to me doesn't mean that you love yourself sick every single day because it's not sustainable and it's not realistic. Like we all have bad body images. If you um, are a human that um, has a period, you have days where you feel bloated and heavy and just bleh in your body, right? And that's normal. (laughs) But it's knowing that even on those bad days, your body is still a good body, right? And it still deserves respect. So Mm -hmm. the first thing is to decide that that you're going to start accepting your body. The second thing that I will um, say, and this was one of the most powerful things for me, was to um, follow a diverse range of bodies on my social media. Mm. So, uh, you know, take the time to unfollow any of those accounts that every time you see them, they make you feel a bit shit about yourself, <laughs> like a bit shamey and they're a little bit fat phobic or, you know, trying to sort of prey on your insecurity, like get rid of them. They don't deserve space in your life. Yeah. Um, and follow your, fill your feed with with diverse bodies. So, you know, coloured bodies, trans bodies, queer bodies, disabled bodies, um, 
bodies you know that have different skin texture and hair texture and fat and thin and just a diverse range of bodies because that'll really normalize bodies (laughs) and that all bodies are different and all bodies are okay and normal that was one of the most powerful things for me was Mm -hmm. just seeing a range of different bodies yeah you know and just begin to be more compassionate with yourself Mm. you know the way that you talk to yourself is really important um and so instead of like looking in the mirror and go oh my arms are so flabby look in the mirror and say I have two arms that allow me to hug the people that I love Mm. you know and just being kind and compassionate with yourself and doing those three things will give you a really good start Mm. I love that and I just had a, a thought for me. I know this is something that I find challenging. I'd love to know, um, I'm sure other listeners do too. What do you do? Like, how do you handle if you're trying to be body positive or body, like accept your body, but maybe you've got a friend who talks really negatively about their body in front of you. Mm. And that, you know, um, I know in my my experience when I was trying to um, feel okay with my body after my daughter was born, um, you know, if I was around a friend who was talking really negatively around her body um, and perhaps she was, you know, say she was slimmer than I was, that would bring up a lot for me. Do you have any advice? Is that something that a lot of your clients would bring up? And, yeah. and what advice would you give them about how to yeah. manage that? So like this is where boundaries come in, right? Yeah. Like if someone is uh, trying to talk to you about you know their new diet and they're just trying to be helpful and I think that they would it would help for you yeah you know it is it is I'm not saying it's easy like it's hard to yeah. say to them I don't want to talk about this with you yeah. Yeah. or like um, talk about my body is off limits um, yeah. but yeah it's really just putting that boundary in place like um, say to your friend like I really enjoy your company and I love having a cup of tea with you but if you're going to keep coming over and talking about how much you hate your body, then I'm sorry. Like I don't, Mm. we won't be able to have tea anymore because I don't want to talk about that. And, you know, like, it's not easy. (laughs) It's, it's hard, Mm. but um, you know, self-preservation as well. Like, and it's a boundary, like it's, if it's, yeah, it's triggering Mm. (laughs) and, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't keep putting yourself in a situation, um, if you know you are getting harmed and that's the same like it's harming your mental health right yeah and it's tricky isn't it because you can like I also have like compassion for that person like they're they've obviously got their own body image issues regardless of what their weight is yes um and but yeah like talking about your body in that way can affect other people that's why I'm very careful about how I talk about my body in front of my daughter because I I know whatever she hears me say is what she's going to internalize herself exactly um, so I often say like oh I, you know look at mommy's belly it's so soft and beautiful and it you know it grew you and yeah um, you know and and like I really I've consciously done that to, for her as well but it's also really helped me with body acceptance yeah physically say what I love about my body yeah um, is, is is really different so yeah it's just an interesting one it's also the same with GPs you know like I had a GP um when I fell pregnant she was like oh your BMI is like you're obese like mm. and I was so triggered by it and I, I said to her you know okay I never lost a lot of the baby weight from my from Emily but I am healthier than I was mm. 
before yeah. I got pregnant. Like I eat healthier, I exercise more. My body shape has just changed. So I actually yeah. said to her, I don't believe in BMI and I don't want to talk about it with you anymore. Yeah. I don't believe well, it's a reflection on my health. <laughs> you know, the BMI is yeah. a load of nonsense. <laughs> you know, it is. it was designed by an astronomer to measure the population in Western Europe of yeah. men. <laughs> it was never designed to be used as a tool to measure health. Yeah. And it is it not in any way. by a doctor. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And it doesn't take into account, you know, yeah. bone density, um, you yeah. know, all of these other factors, like environmental factors, um, mm. socioeconomic factors, like all of these factors that actually influence Mm. our weight and our body shapes and so it is a load of crap (laughs) yeah and it's hard when you've got a medical professional saying well this is going to affect your birth plan and your you know all of these things and you're like well how much do I believe that and yeah you know so for me putting boundaries with doctors is quite important or do you even recommend trying to find like GPs that are health at every size kind of practitioners yeah there is there is definitely GPs out there that Uh, health at every size um but again like you say it is just putting that boundary in place like if Mm. they say like they have to weigh you and sure like certain medication they Mm. do have to know your weight to give you the correct dosage but you don't have to know it so like if they need to weigh you you say that's fine you can put it in my file but I don't want to know what it is yeah yeah or I don't Um, want any labels around it yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. that's so helpful thank you Lucy I I think yeah, I think a lot of women find those navigating those conversations challenging. Yeah, and but it is challenging. Think, yeah, you you're super clear on your boundaries, which I think is important. Yeah. Um, so how can people find out more about your work? Like and, and what opportunities are coming up for people to work with you? Yeah, so um I guess the best way is to follow me on Instagram um or to join my email list which you can do from Instagram as well um but I do have a a free three-day experience coming up so it's coming into that time of year where we start to get bombarded with those messages of like getting your body ready for summer right and I hate it (laughs) it's just shit and so I'm doing a three-day experience which is have your best summer ever in the body you already have and it's a kickstart to accepting your body and really enjoying yourself this summer um, without the body hang-ups so it's uh, going over three days starting on the 6th of October Um, it's an email series because I know it's school holidays so um, you don't have to show up live you'll get sent an email every day with a short video less than 10 minutes um, and then an action item for you to do after you've watched that video so it doesn't take a lot of time commitment from you but it will give you a really good taste of um, my work and what I do and um, yeah really help you to uh, have your best summer ever in the body you already have and you can um, you can join I think you were going to put that. I think there'll be a link in the show notes, right? Yeah. Um, all from my Instagram. Um, I love yeah. that. Can you say the name of that challenge again? Because whenever you say it, I find myself beaming. Like it just <laughs> makes me feel so good. Can you say it one more time? Yep. Have your best summer ever in the body you already have. I love that because how many, I know 
so many women who like dread summer and yeah avoid it because they're yeah they don't want to show their body or they're not happy with their body or they feel like they've got to you know thrash themselves at the gym to get ready for summer and there's like yeah. so much um crap messages there isn't it and you're yeah you're just giving this really beautiful empowering message that you can have the best summer in the body you already have and I absolutely yeah. love that so well, that sounds like a beautiful challenge yeah. and someone already knows that they 100% need to work on body acceptance and that you know they'd be curious of working with you are there any ways to work with you in like a longer deeper way absolutely so uh, my signature program is the body acceptance academy um, and that is an uh, eight-week online uh, experience with me um, and the doors are opening uh, to that at the end of October uh, so you can join the waitlist, the VIP waitlist, mm-hmm. uh, for that. And yeah, that's an eight week deep dive, uh, into body acceptance and joy. Um, mm-hmm. and this round will be again, heavily focused on the best summer ever. Yes. Um, and just, you know, you'll finish, uh, at the beginning of December. So it will run from the end of October to the beginning of December and you will then have the, all the tools you need to go out there and nail summer joy <laughs> in your that. body. And yeah. I kind of heard on the grapevine because this is the second time you'll be running this program that it was pretty awesome the first time, right? Like you, It was amazing. Yeah, you had some great feedback. So, yeah, um, yeah that's really exciting. Uh, if anyone wants to yeah, find out how they can work with Lucy, I will share all those different options in the show notes. I just feel so grateful for you, Lucy. And I'm just beaming from this conversation. I just think we need to have more and more of these conversations. Yes. Oh, thank uh, you so much yeah. for having me. I've oh. enjoyed speaking to you about yes. this. <laughs> we could chat for hours. I remember when when you had me on your podcast, we were just like, we could just chat for hours and we talk yeah. about everything. So I'm sure I'll have you back on again next year or something. Oh, thank you. But, I'd love to. Yeah, thank you, Lucy. Thank you.